0: Gave me permission to do this. <laughs> sometimes we're going to laugh and
1: sometimes we're going to cry. That's just the way it goes. Welcome to Stupid Wise Girl. The- for everyone and anyone who is seeking their purpose, who wants to change but might feel stuck. Our title is a perfect example of why you should not judge a book by its cover. Jackie aims to help everyone, not just females. Learn to dig deep into yourself in every episode and get real with what you need as we figure out exactly what that is. Whether it's a relationship or a career, we as individuals make stupid mistakes, although our wiser, higher self always knew better. We must get to a place where we can accept our students. And move forward into our wise. Here is your host, Jackie Minsky.
0: Welcome back to Stupid Wise Girl the Podcast. I have a great guest today, Nikki Sapp, who is a writer. And if you do follow her on social media, on Instagram, you know that all of her posts are super, super deep. And the post that we are going to be discussing today is very, very long. So I'm actually going to link it under the description for today's episode. So please click on that link so you can understand what we're referring to although there's a lot of great stuff in today's episode that's really where it started that's really the main reason I wanted to do this episode because in this post she talks about how it's really you versus you when it's time to be conscious and enter a conscious relationship and I do talk about this topic pretty often because This is exactly what my podcast is all about, how to become conscious in order to have the best life or the best relationships. You have to know your triggers, you have to know your patterns, and you have to call yourself out on your own stuff. Because a lot of the times when we enter relationships, we point fingers, we take things personally. Really, when you really know yourself, your wounds, everything you've ever been through, you can actually, before you react in any situation or react in a relationship, you can pause and ask yourself, why do I feel like I need to react in this way? Or what is causing me to feel this way or feel offended? And this is just some of the great, great stuff her and I do discuss on today's episode. So I hope you guys really enjoy this. Please stay tuned until the end to get all her information and follow her on social media. I promise she is one of my favorite Instagram accounts for the reason that what she writes is just so very, very deep. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast. I'm here with the brilliant, the amazing. She told me to to introduce her as a writer, but she's way more than just a writer. Her name is Nikki Sapp. So thank you so much, Nikki, for doing this with me.
1: Hey. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited, too.
0: I don't even know where to start. Can I just tell you the first time I read that post, I went into a state of shock. In a good way, (laughs) because I felt like I finally got to the point of self-awareness and I sat there reading it and I was thinking to myself, wow, someone understands, someone gets it. And I knew that there had to be others out there who needed to hear it and needed to understand it because sometimes when we do the awakening and the self-work in a modern world where there's modern dating you start to kind of feel a little crazy because you don't Mm -hmm. take nothing personally. You're very conscious. So you take things differently than someone who is unconsciously dating just to date or for self um, instant gratification or to fill voids. So when I read that, Mm -hmm. I was I think there was no better way to put it than you did put it. So thank you for putting it out into the universe for all of us. So thank you for giving that to us. How did you get to that point of enlightenment and how did you understand that? Because it takes a really strong and amazing soul to get to that point and not point fingers at the outside world. So for you, was it maybe one relationship, maybe more than one relationship? What made you finally face yourself?
1: Um, well, I started undergoing, like, a Kundalini awakening in 2011, and so I started, like, having my whole ego start to be confronted, and it started dismantling and all this stuff, but it wasn't until I met um, a man that he ended up becoming the father of my child, but he ended up catalyzing the dark side of the soul within me, because he, I guess, I, there was just so many things about being a woman and, and relationships that I still hadn't confronted. And it's like, we all have that one thing that comes into our life that just forces us to confront everything. So I would say that was the catalyst was that relationship Because you know, it ends up falling apart. Obviously we're co-parenting now, but it, he forced me to like, why was I attracted to a person that treated me that way? Like that's the question that kept coming to my mind. Like, this person was not giving me anything that I would have ever accepted any of. But for some reason I thought, well, we have a child together. So I put up with so much. And then after it was all said and done, the one question that kept coming to mind was that was why was I attracted to that kind of behavior? Cause I just would never have seen, I mean, I had already been awakening for several years prior to that. So I wasn't expecting that. Um, so I would say that catalyzed it. And then recently, um, I've been kind of working, I do, I admin a closed group on Facebook with the help of one of my friends who's like a relationship coach, and he kind of tends to women just coming out of relationships that uh, kind of just started finding self-love again and that kind of stuff, and so he started this group on Facebook, and he, he asked me to be an uh, admin of it, and it became apparent that like, there's like 90% of the women in this, or people in this group are women. And there's, like, 5% men. And, like, the men that are in there are just, they inspired me, to be honest, because I see that there's so many men that are, like, wanting to, like, open up about this stuff and be vulnerable and be like, I don't want to be this man anymore that just uses women or just trying to get sex out of women. And it's really inspired me, and I feel like that also has um, helped me write a lot of these posts about the the masculine and the feminine you know, the whole process of awakening, how we can support each other and how we have to be our own. We have to be accountable for ourselves. It's not about blaming people. It's about looking at our own shit and being like, am I the person that I would want to date? You know, like, am I holding myself accountable? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I can only speak for myself, but me personally, after I had my son, I think that I became more conscious because I think as a mom, you want to make different decisions. Um, but there are people who, like you said, men who might not have kids or women who might not have kids who do want to get to that point of self-awareness. And I do think that it took me a really long time to understand my pain was my baggage on this journey. And I think our expectations of others, our demands, it comes from our wants, not so much our needs. And I think when we understand our needs versus our wants, we can enter conscious relationships. It gets to a place where you want more, you want you want a deeper connection. And I just want to ask you, because for someone who might still be in that situation or trying to date a conscious man or woman, what is the best advice you can give someone who feels like they're still getting the same results or dating the same kind of person?
1: Um, I would say that if you're still getting to the point where you're attracting the same type of people, then just stop doing it for a while. Because it does, It. I was thinking about this this morning, you know, when I was kind of in, preparing for this interview was how often as women, we think that the goal is to find, I mean, like, So many women think that that is their goal in life. Like, once I get married, everything's fine. Like, we have to stop making that the goal, the finish line. Like, life doesn't just end when we find the man. So it's really about... And the same other thing, too, is like... And I know Miles has talked about this on his page, too. Like, if you're looking for so many dating tips and these articles, like, oh, does he really like me? Is he cheating on me? You know, you're looking for these answers everywhere but inside yourself and the real place that has the answers is your own emotions and it's getting connected into our heart space and our emotions to where we naturally attract partners that feel right like we're not trying to look for a a mathematical equation that solve the problem like is he right for me you know how so many people do that and it's like it's not about that it's about looking inside your heart and just feeling like okay am i at a place that i can really receive love from somebody and give love to somebody. And if I'm not, that's okay. Just take a break and focus on what am I still needing to do in my own life to heal.
0: I do agree with that. Um, and I love that you said, and it's very true. A lot of the times women, we, we all grow up thinking that if we're not married or have a family by a certain age, we are the failures where I'm starting to think that if you're more self-fulfilled as an individual at a certain age as opposed to someone who might be married but still in search of themselves. You're actually doing a lot better than someone who is married.
1: Yes, yeah. In Google, like, asking Google questions, like, this is another thing. You know, how should I feel about, he didn't call me back in three days. And I see that so much where people are asking Google questions they should be asking themselves. Like, these are not questions for... Strangers, these are questions to For sit yours? with yourself and like.
0: Yeah, and I, and I yeah. feel like the right question. I, I have to say to my listeners or anyone listening and to you, I am so guilty. I'm raising both hands. I have Googled <laughs> things like that in the past. <laughs> and it got to a, play, a point where I was like, if someone is disturbing my peace, And there's a quote online, it says, if it costs you your piece, it's too expensive. You do agree that our triggers are stemmed from broken pieces or our childhood trauma.
1: Yes, I definitely think, you know, what happens in our childhood sets the tone for our entire life. So yeah, what we get triggered by is normally programming, like you mentioned before, programming from society, from childhood, how we grew up, that kind of stuff
0: can we discuss how to cope or res- respond to our triggers? Cause I'll be honest with my listeners and with you, my triggers for many years with many men in my life was if I didn't get my way, I would freak out. I'd have that little girl syndrome and I would go into a full out freak out mode. So how can yeah. someone listening cope with and respond to their own triggers?
1: I would say in the moment, rarely do we act, like if there's a real trigger happening in the moment, rarely, if you're still healing that issue, we don't rarely act in our highest integrity. So don't dwell on the fact that you, you know, if somebody freaks out of that moment, you realize you freaked out later in the day when you're sitting alone with yourself or with your thoughts, either you journal or you meditate, or there's something that you do where you process the thing throughout the day. You go back to that place and you've got to start asking yourself, you know, why did I get so mad about that? What about this person doing that made me feel defensive or made me feel angry or scared? And it's a, just a matter of a self-inquiry that you kind of get to one question leads to another question, leads to another question. and it kinda, and, and don't expect it to be healed overnight too. I think that's another big thing is like, heal and layer. So the fact that someone's even aware that something triggered them, that they were able to process it later is huge. Like that means like, okay, your self-awareness process has started. You're healing these things and you're asking yourself the right questions.
0: I, I do love that you said that because I think a lot of the times, and this is what I've taught myself and you may or may not agree, but I think right. I've learned uh, and I still try my very best to practice what I preach. So I think when, a tr- when I'm triggered, when something upsets me and I feel, and, and we all know what that trigger feels like, you automatically like, get hot-headed and you want <clears throat> to respond right away. So I now will actually not respond at all until I figure out why am I triggered. I think it's important sometimes not to respond and to figure out why you're upset with the person instead of saying something that could actually make the situation and do much more damage. But in a modern world where there are so many options when it does come to dating, how, how can we spot a conscious man or a conscious woman?
1: I would say, um, self-awareness is huge. Like, what I've noticed the difference between men who are unconscious and men who are conscious is ma- actions meet up with words. That's one thing. I love and that. even if they don't, <laughs> yeah, actions meet up with words and people that know why they did something. Like the one thing that I dealt with when dating unconscious men was like, well, why did you do that? You know, why did you say that? Or, If they have no idea why they felt the way they felt, why they did what they did, why they said what they said, that is a red flag to me, that they're not self-aware at all. Like we, as we know going through awakening, we start to, like I said, the self-inquiry, we start to know why things happened the way they did or why we did that or why we acted that way. So if they have no idea what their motivation is behind anything that they did, I would definitely be like, okay, this person's like not self-aware at all. They're not asking themselves anything.
0: Do you think we can teach our lovers to become conscious or that's that's something we shouldn't be responsible for?
1: Um, I do think that we can definitely help them if they're willing to do the work. Like if you meet somebody and like they're farther along, I mean, this is going to happen. It's not like everyone's going to meet each other at the exact same place. Yeah. But if you meet somebody that's willing to do the work and like wants to learn more and is like, it's like a matter of kind of like, People being willing to like humble themselves to be like, there's I don't know everything, and you know you can teach me, and I'll teach you, and like let's help each other. Oh, okay. Like both parties that. are willing to do that.
0: So yeah. I'll give you like a silly example that I tell my friends all the time. If a guy says he's gonna call, but instead he texts you, and this is just this is actually a real thing, and it actually works. But it might be silly, but this is how you can see if a guy is actually conscious or not conscious in a small tiny way. Um, tell me mm-hmm. if you agree or disagree. But if he says he's going to call you and instead of calling you, he texts you. I always tell my friends in that moment, you do not answer his text at all because his actions have to match his words, as you said. So in that moment, if if he's a conscious man, he's going to be like, okay, I did say I was going to call her. So now let me pick up the phone and call her. She's not answering the text. It's kind of like training them and seeing if they Yeah, un- yeah. And it's little things like that that I think a conscious woman can do. It's, it's actually in the little things. You're kind of training and seeing, is this man conscious enough for me? Will he understand? And little tests like that can show you if a man is conscious or is he not conscious.
1: Um, another big one that I love to do is or that I really am attracted to is when people, like you write a text and you have like a couple different questions in the text and I like to see if they answer every single question that I ask, you know, like even if it's like a, oh, I don't know that yet or something. If I see that they're not communicating clearly, that is another like major red flag. Like if you can't read a text or, have to take the time to read, like, my, you know, a few sentences or whatever and answer the questions or, and not dance around the questions. Like, we've all seen that with guys where they'll kind of dance around a question and then you know that they know the answer, but they don't want to answer. It's like, I want a clear communicator. Like, you, you know, even if it's like a, I don't know, or I'm sorry, or like, are you, are you honest enough to just see your truth? Like, live your truth, say your truth, whatever
0: there's a meme like that. It says, get yourself a man that answers every part of your paragraph.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. That's very true. So there's there's little techniques that I think we can do to see if someone's self-aware with what's going on just in any situation.
1: And that's going to happen. It, life brings us these situations to show us, like, you're not quite over this yet. So while it may feel like, oh, my God, he's still doing the same stuff that he was doing before, you know, I can't believe him the only reason those things are really happening are life showing us like, Hey, there's a little bit more in this room. There's a little bit more to excavate out of here. And so I think if we always make ourselves the central focus, try to stop, you know, pointing the finger out there, even though it's hard, you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we, like you said, we're human, we mess up, but at some point or another, we've got to come to the point where this was showing me something about myself you find either the same person stops triggering you, or sometimes that person's removed from your life. You don't talk to them anymore, but you attract somebody just like them. Yes, life will either you know it's what I mean. It's like the same person comes, or a different person comes, and they reignite that wound again. And then you realize, okay, I've not really over this wound. Yes, so it's, it's like the, it's when the center stops, it's over.
0: It's the same person in a different body. It's the same lesson over and over. Yes, and I haven't learned yes. and and and. And I see it happening to so many people around me. And I just want to shake them. I'm like, you're not understanding that you are, it's you versus you. So, because let's be honest, a lot of the times in any relationship, we say, I wouldn't be crazy if you didn't make me crazy. When the truth is, (laughs) I wouldn't be crazy if I healed my own trigger.
1: Yes,
0: exactly. And every time we've healed, a new lesson will pop up. And, uh, you know, it's a journey at the end of the day. Now, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. You briefly said it before. What is your definition of masculine energy and feminine energy? This way we can understand how conscious relationships can be formed properly.
1: Well, first I want to say that, you know, we're all, we all have masculine energy and feminine energy within us. So it's not, you know, like men are only masculine energy and women are only feminine energy. We all have, we're all representatives of a gender. You know, we have a gender, but we all have these two energies within us. And the, the masculine energy within us is our mind. Friends, our processes, it's like, you know, they say it's like passion, Whereas the feminine energy is like our compassion, where it's like our heart, our emotions, our vulnerabilities, our creativity, our intuition, that kind of stuff. So as it plays out in relationships, we're normally going to attract people that, like, let's say we're a woman with more masculine energy. We're going to attract a man that, you know, is the mirror of that with the opposite. You know, they're going to have more feminine energy and less masculine energy. So it's really about finding a balance within ourselves that we can attract somebody that's also balanced.
0: I do love that. I do love that. And I do agree with that. We have to figure out
1: who we are. Assuring. And like you said, not, I mean, I, you know, I know everybody's beliefs on this are different, but I believe in past lifetimes and I believe in the evolution of a soul and not every soul is going to completely awaken in, a, you know, every lifetime. Like we go through it in stages and we're all at the perfect place. Yeah, when you start to awaken to a higher perspective, it's, it's kind of your duty to live out that perspective and to, you know, let it play out in your relationship.
0: Yeah, and I do think that the more of us that become awakened – or figure things out i think it's it's also important for us to give back which is why i'm so so grateful that you came today to do this with me because even like i said when i read your post i was like people need to hear um what she has to say can you tell everyone your instagram just because i want my listeners to really go through your stuff because i don't even think i can get everything amazing you have to say in one episode so can you tell them <laughs> Instagram and how they can find you
1: yeah i'm on instagram at a life that you love just exactly as it's spelled a-l-i-f-e that t-h-a-t
0: y-o-u-l-o-v-e thank you so so much so very much for doing this with me
1: yeah thank you for having me